then the one that I really hadn't fully thought through was the continual daily lead generation, right? I could do splashes, I could do campaigns, but that drip, drip, drip of leads constantly coming in, um, I hadn't fully thought that one through. Hello and welcome to Website Agency Secrets, the podcast where local businesses maximize their website potential to get more leads. I'm your host, Timothy Sarazen, and today I'm interviewing Derek Hofrichter, who is a local business owner in Arizona, but not just any local business. He runs one of the nation's top Krav Maga and self-defense gyms, as well as coaches other martial arts school owners through Krav Maga Alliance, a fantastic organization that helps schools incorporate new self-defense programming into their curriculum. So why am I getting down and dirty with Derek? Uh, well, I wanted to hear the real-life, boots-on-the-ground experience of running a gym during COVID. And specifically, um, like his early days, his origin story. So how he launched his school, what were the early days like, how he sustained year-over-year growth. And of course, we talk about his website and the role that that played in his launch. So buckle up, put your learning hat on, and let's tune in. So I, I didn't necessarily get into it because I viewed myself as a martial artist, even though I'd been doing Krav Maga for a while. I did kind of get into it because I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to be a business owner and I wanted to utilize some of the skills and, and prior careers that I had kind of accumulated. So um, a little, quite a bit different, I think, way than most people get into owning a, I like a martial arts school. My path is different. So I, I have a, a college degree in political science. I worked in Washington, DC. I did communications in the White House. I've worked on political ca campaigns. And then from there, I started to get into the agency world of like public relations and marketing and found that, you know, day to day, I was helping um, small business owners create brands, launch products, launch new businesses, launch new ventures, try to grow their businesses. And I, I really enjoyed that aspect of just solving problems for some business owners, um, specifically in the marketing and um, growing their brand realm. And after doing that for a while, I, I wanted to, it had that thought of like, I'm helping all these other guys with their business. Like I should have a business too. And then that kind of got me thinking like what, what type of business, my passion was martial arts and Krav Maga looked at it. It came together. And in 2011, I quit my other jobs and I opened EVKM, which is in um, Tempe, Arizona, a suburb of Phoenix. So um, when you look at EVKM, and you see like it's one of the premier martial arts problem God studios in Arizona. Um, it seems kind of daunting to a lot of these local business owners that maybe you're just starting off. So talk me through, you made the leap from your, you know, your corporate career in DC, uh, doing wild, whatever CIA, CIA things, right? And now you're an entrepreneur. What, was it like getting your first 100 customers? Like what, what did you do to get those first 100 customers? I, so I, I launched really fast. And what I mean by that is I think in my first week we signed up like 25 new members. So, and, and that was because, because of my background with being in the marketing world, like we nailed like the grand opening deal, like a lot of Facebook buildup, um, especially, you know, Facebook was a lot different at the time, the way we could utilize it, a lot of word of mouth flyers. I, I, I dedicated like a good four five, six weeks to the, to the opening. So we, you know, very first night of classes, we had like 15 people in class, 18 people in class. So we, we launched and I was like, man, this is, this is it. Like I'm doing it. And then I think it took probably like two to three months to sign up the next 25. <laughs> um, 
people because so much had been put into that basket of launching. And after we got through that week, I was like, wait, um, you know, what, what do I do to, to sustain this and keep going? So it probably took me, man, six, seven, eight months, nine months to get to that 100 student. Cause it was really turned into a moment where I felt great. And then I fell flat on my face and part of, you know, for people listening to that, I, I think they can kind of you know, relate where like their strengths are in one area, they can really nail that strength, but maybe they didn't think about all the other components that go into the business. And the one that I really hadn't fully thought through was um, the continual daily lead generation, right? I could do splashes, I could do campaigns, but that drip, drip, drip of leads constantly coming in, um, I hadn't fully thought that one through. And it was... Pr- so I've been, it was probably around that nine, 10 month mark that I abandoned my own website that I had built and I signed on with 97 display. Uh, so I've, I've been a, a client for like eight and a half years or something like that. So it seems like you had this grand opening, huge splash of interest. Now t- talk me through the community perception that you were going for with your launch of your business. Like what are you hoping that people believe about you when you launch? Yeah. And this, you know, back in 2011, there, there weren't as many Krav Maga programs, you know, as, as you find now, um, even in a large metropolitan area like Phoenix with, you know, close to 6 million people, um, there were maybe one or two Krav Maga schools, you know, in the whole, in the whole market. So for one, there was just a massive opportunity to, there's people interested, you know, they want to do Krav Maga, but they're finding that there's no Krav Maga school near them. Um, or where they're at. So it was kind of tapping into that. We're here. Um, I, I had been practice uh, instructor for a while. So tapping into a little bit of, uh, you know, the credibility I've been teaching for a while. I'm not a brand new instructor. Um, and in a way too, I wanted to build, I wanted to build a brand that got away from kind of the stereotypical Krav Maga experience or feel at the time to where, so when, when Krav Maga like launched, it, it, it kind of marketed itself as the, um, the anti-martial art. And, and there's still a lot that is involved in the Krav Maga perception and brand that goes into that. But I feel like what was missing on that side was some of the things that we didn't need to abandon everything that makes traditional martial arts great. Like there's a lot of really good things of like customer service, um, you know, the way that the facility looks, the way that people are treated, the professionalism that I think was getting missed at that time within the Krav Maga world and within Krav Maga schools. And so I, I just wanted to build a brand that was nice, that um, people felt they had pleasant interactions with, that was professional, that was going to treat them in, in a great way. And that, that was really my focus. And yes, of course, on top of that, do really high level, high quality Krav Maga, but everything kind of needed to be encapsulated in that, in that customer service focus and professionalism focus. So your community is seeing you as something that's new and unique. And for those of you listening that are not from a martial arts background, uh, we're using a term called Krav Maga, which is like an Israeli system of self-defense. Um, it is a martial art, I would say. Derek, am I right yeah. or wrong? It, it technically is, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I, would, I would say it falls under that genre. Um, yeah. So if you don't know what that is, uh, whip out your, your phone device, Google Krav Maga, or even better, Krav Maga near me, and uh, check it out. Um, strongly recommend for anyone that's looking to um, gain some self-defense skills, but also lose some weight, have some fun, get a good community, and um, 
go home safe, right? That's right. Um, anyway, so, okay, so you get a, you can run promotions. Uh, shout out to 97 Display, website company that I run. Uh, thank you, Derek, for that shout out. You start getting a steady drip of leads. Um, but what many people, especially um, gym owners, school owners, leads aren't any good unless they become members. So yeah. talk me through your sales team. Like who manages your sales team? Is that something that you are naturally good at or you yeah. learn yeah. through that? That, that? And you're right. That really is the key. You can have you know leads coming in, but if you don't know what to do with them, it's going to be a continual source of frustration. And that, that definitely describes that the early going of, of my gym where it leads not just not having a well thought out process for getting them through that funnel to becoming ultimately what the goal is, is, is the member. And I am not at all naturally sales inclined. Uh, nothing about my previous background or experience was really in a sales capacity or role. I was usually more of um, the, the client got acquired and then I would kind of be like an account manager and then we would get going and I would take care of the work. So that was a massive um, deficiency for me was switching from, I could get the leads, you know, I was marketing minded to um, getting them closed into a member. So a, a number of things happened. A lot of trial and error happened. You know, that, that was one, like what, what's working, what's not working. But when, when more things are not working than working, I, I had to seek out outside help. So, um, you know, a, a, to give another shout out, uh, I heard um, Eric Charles Russell speak at a at a, a, like a Red Gear University or, or something like that. And um, he had just had his book coming out. Um, and um, I, you know, I, I got that. I talked to him. He, he was a huge component of kind of coaching me and showing me what a sales system looked like of how do you, you know, how do you get them on the phone? What do you say with, to them on the phone? How do you book them into an appointment? What do those appointments look like? What needs to happen? And then kind of walking through the process of getting them into a member. So I definitely have to give him, um, a lot of the credit for teaching, just teaching me like straight up teaching me, like I'm a martial arts student and he's the, and he's the instructor and, and learning and building those muscles. Once, once I got a grasp on that two to three years of a lot of trial and error, I felt in a pretty good position where I could start managing a sales team. So I would, I, I managed that myself. I have, I have guys that work for me where that is their, you know, primary purpose in the company is to book these appointments and then close them into, into members. And it's an ongoing process of training them and coaching them um, to, to follow these, you know, the constantly evolving system that we have for doing that. So in the beginning, those first 25, was that all you? Did you sell those person? That, that was. And okay. I think, I think sometimes when you're, when you're the owner, you know, and you're the one that taught the class and you're the one that, you know, is the, the, the entrepreneur and the creator of the business, you can overcome a lot of sales deficiencies by being very passionate yeah. about what, about what you're doing. So those first 25, then 50, then 75, however long it took, those were passion. They, they could feel my passion. They wanted to be a part of it. I, I, it wasn't any particular um, technique, you know, that I did, but as you want the business to scale and you're having other people, you know, do the sales, they're, they're not going to have that passion that you have as the owner. They're going to have their own passions, you know, brought them in there, but more importantly, they need to have a, a defined trackable process because if you, if you can't track it, you can't manage it. Um, 
and, and just when I talk to other business owners and I, I relate because I was in that same spot, it's a lot of, um, a lot of times you just, you're just flying by the seat of your pants and you're not tracking your statistics. How many leads did we actually get? How many of those leads did we book into an appointment? How many of those appointments showed up for their class? And then how many of those who showed up did we convert? Those for me now, those are the daily metrics that I live in. And I had no clue when I started that those were even things that were important to me. So tracking, tracking and coaching off of the tracking is just so key. That's, that's a hard learned <laughs> bit of, um, bit of info that I've acquired. Yeah. And you know, a lot of local business owners, um, when they think about, oh man, I want to hit these goals or I have this growth metric. The opportunities for marketing, um, they can do all kinds of stuff. You know, the grassroots marketing, the referrals, the social media website. When you take a step back and you look at the growth of your school over, gosh, I guess it's 2011, today's 2020. So what, nine years, something yeah, like that? Yeah, over nine years. Yeah, so when you, when you, if someone were to call you up and be like, where should I focus? Like, what should I nail first? Like, what should I do if I want to continue to grow? You know, what's your advice being that you've gone through this for the last nine years. Yeah, I, and if, I do think you have to, it's the the basics, even as a martial arts instructor, Kamaga instructor, I'm, I'm big on the basics that if, you know, if you can't throw a proper punch, how am I gonna teach you to do a gun defense, you know, or a knife defense? Um, you gotta start with the basics. So like asking a business owner, okay, a lead comes in through your website, what happens next? What's the first thing that, that happens when you receive this? this lead, you know, what, what action is it automated? Is it manual? Who, who does it? Who knows what to do? You know, and then when you take that action, do you know clearly what the purpose that you're trying to get out of that action? So really getting down to the basics, th those are the things that I wish that I had known, you know, when I started, that would have saved me a lot of heartache and, and pain and struggle of getting through. And I think anytime I had, cause you know, growth is never a straight line. Like over the years, it's never been a straight line. It's been some ups, downs, a lot of plateaus. Probably most of the time is spent on plateaus. And during those plateaus, you're, you're acquiring the info and almost building like a kinetic energy because growth happens in like bursts, right? And so I could have taken out a lot of that, that pain by understanding like if we're plateauing, how are we changing the process? There's something about the process that got us to this point, but it's not getting us to the next point. So how do we make these tweaks to the process? So that's, that's where I start when I talk to people is, you know, walk me through and the same, the same processes that get you your first 100 students will not be the same process that gets you to, to 250 or to, that gets you to 500. Cause you're, like I said, you're going to spend a lot of those times plateaued and what are you doing during that plateau time? So for a business owner out there, he's like, well, okay, I got to clean up my, my systems, but I don't even have any leads right now. Like, like, you know, what should I do? do you know like what like, like what should their first step be if they're saying i'm just totally lost yeah for one you know there always seems to be pillars you know that are that are holding up kind of the this whole lead thing like i don't think it's ever good to just well i get enough leads from this so i'm not going to worry about leads from other places you know having those different pillars i i have been fortunate enough that you know our, our website does consistently give us leads you know we, we don't have like gaps right so we are constantly getting leads and we're in a great location we're in a great market and just you know we've had that website for so long that it's built up a lot of 
you know, credibility. We run, we run ads to the website. We do a lot of stuff with it. So we do have a steady stream and then, but then how am I going to support that? If my website is doing it for me, what, what else am I going to do to support that via, um, so one that I'm terribly weak in, um, and, you know, is like creating more like email marketing campaigns. You know, I've got these lists of leads that didn't convert for whatever reason. How are you interacting with them? Uh, creating good referral programs. If, if you have 100 students and you can't get above 100, well, you could go internal. Each 100 students, each of them probably know one person that would likely sign up if you had the, the chance to interact with with that person. So maybe the focus goes internal. Uh, all right, let's, let's generate some leads from within our, within our member base. Let's run some referral campaigns or, you know, whatever we've got going on, but it, it can be something that you sleep on. You know, there needs to be, in my opinion, three or four dedicated streams that you're looking at every on a monthly basis to see if they're performing or not. Yeah. So I agree. You call it pillars. I call it marketing pie. And I'm just hungry all the time, but it's like, you yeah. got to eat out of all, like out of all the slices of the pie, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you rely on one, you got all your eggs in that basket, then um, if that is disrupted, like it was with COVID or like, you know how Facebook is, it's up and down. And if it's not Facebook this year, it'll be something else next year. Mm -hmm. And, and so making sure that you diversify your lead stream, I think is really, really important. Um, all right, Derek, we are moving into the game show segment of the show. Uh -oh. um, and this might be, I don't know how many podcasts out there do uh, game shows. Uh, I'm sure a few. I was inspired by one, so I'm deciding to, uh, to rip it off. So that's what I'm doing. This is called the Fast Five. It is five questions as fast as we can get through. And okay. you've got to answer what's off like the top of your mind. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, Derek, <clears throat> Fast Five, number one. What is your morning routine secret? Do not hit snooze. When the alarm goes off, get up, do not hit snooze. That is the secret to, to the morning. Okay, no snooze. All right, uh, Moe's or Chipotle? Chipotle, 100%. All, all day, 100%. 100% of the time. Okay, uh, you have been granted a free day with free time. What are you doing? I am going to be able to get in the length of workout that I want and not feel rushed. Ah. That, that is key for me. I'm going to have some time to, to read the amount of chapters that I want to read and not feel like I only have time for one. And then I am probably going to um, sit on the couch because I just don't feel like I get enough time sitting on the couch. All right. So working out your body, working out your brain and then resting. I love it. Absolutely. Um, speaking of books, question number four, boom, what book are you reading right now? I am I am reading a book, um, so I, I, I have to answer that two part because I always have a fiction book that I'm reading and I always have a nonfiction book that I'm reading. And it, kind of depending on my mood at the moment, I, I go through both. So not uh, fiction, I, I'm rereading Ender's Game. That was my favorite book from when I was a kid. It was one of the first sci-fi books that I read. Um, and so I just started rereading that and um, it's, it's, actually, it's just a brilliant book. There's so much on leadership and all that. And then I, I just finished reading, um, I'm just finishing up, it's called Sales EQ, and it's all about emotional intelligence um, applied to a sales process. And so it's actually a, um, a fascinating, fascinating book. Sales EQ, I'm gonna make, actually making a, a note of both those. I read business books and I listen to fiction books. Uh, yeah. I don't know why, it's just it's the way that it is. Um, okay, final question. 
Do you have a shout out to anyone that might be listening? I want to give a shout out to John Whitman, the, the founder and head of the Krav Maga Alliance. Um, John's just been busting it there in California dealing with everything COVID related. He's, mm-hmm. he's completely moved his facility to an outdoor facility that they're calling the Rebel Alliance base. And it's so cool. So um, go on to Alliance Krav Maga and CrossFit, their Facebook page, check out this completely 100% outdoor facility that they've created there in California so that they can work out outside and continue to serve their members. It's awesome. Yeah, that's super, super cool. John Whitman, also a client of Nice on this place. Um, look, Derek, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and best of luck with your variety of work things you've got going on in your school. Love having you. you on the show and uh, obviously a client of Nice on this place. Thank you.